0: Part Books with Anita S. J. Asmi, Not the End Chronicles Chapter 43 For the entire Saturday, my skin prickled as though someone was watching me. I looked around nervously but found no one. I wondered how Paris must be facing the wrath. The thought made me nervous, anxious, and uneasy. I wasn't sure about what to expect from my own self. Masa's threat had as though appended the contents of the neat and tidy box of my life upon the floor, with all the uncomfortable pieces exposed to the glaring light. How could she so thoroughly shake the very foundation of my life? One selfish decision of hers and suddenly from endless monotony, everything changed to ambiguity, vulnerability and uncertainty in the blink of an eye. I realized I had been sleepwalking all these years, letting whoever or whatever guide me. Unable to stop the insecurities from pounding me from all sides, I kept debating on the options I had or I didn't really have. It was when I did kind of relax some, after tossing ideas after ideas, I noticed that Anand had been watching, studying my perplexed demeanor and drawing out God alone knows what conclusions. It was under his dissecting, poring, scrutinizing gaze that my skin prickled. I was alone in the living room the second evening. Bhai and Didi had to take Rishab somewhere. I hadn't even bothered to pay attention to where Didi said they had to go. Anand came downstairs and I was so engrossed in my contemplation that I did not even offer him tea. When he asked if I wanted tea or coffee, I jerked my attention. What is it, Asmi? You are here, but your mind is not here. He surprised me by asking. I didn't think I was coming across as distant. I'm sorry. I said. Care to share what's bothering you? He asked. No, nothing. ''Nothing really. Anand, let me make tea for you.'' I offered as I swallowed back the painful tightness in my throat. ''Oh, nothing again.'' He exclaimed, a hint of displeasure creeping into his voice. My eyes brimming with tears, I was looking for an appropriate response from my sleepy head when he smiled an understanding smile and said, ''Relax, I'll make it for both of us. Tea or coffee for you?'' He asked and I let him make tea to keep my dumb brain alert. On Sunday, Preeti and Parth came to see me and again there were closed-door discussions. During general small talks on the dinner table, Bhai asked Anant about how much of shuffling was required in my investment portfolio. There is a lot of scope to shuffle, but Asmi has to take decisions. He said, When Bhai looked at me urging me to talk, I said, Bhai, I had called up Anant like you advised. He has looked into the details and he gave a big list of suggestions. But honestly, I don't much understand all that. Then why don't you go to his office for a few days? I'm sure he'll be able to guide you better. Anand is right, Asmi. You will have to take the decisions. Bhai suggested. I looked at Anand to gauge if he was okay with it. He said, Yes, I can explain the scripts better with statistics to support. And that will make it easier for you to take a call. Bhai concluded by saying... You may go tomorrow onwards. Why? Okay, Anand. Yes, yes. He said, sounding genuinely keen on helping. But Prince will take some time to adjust to the change of place and people. I cut in feebly. I simply had to be careful, cautious. Oh, uh, ah, yes, then you may go when you feel he is comfortable. Mom will only love to take care of him and even Dipali will like to look after him. Still smiling at what Bhai had said, I looked at Anand. Next week onwards, will it be okay, Anand? I asked. Yes, perfect, alright. He said, smiling with as much warmth as he could pour into his smile. Preeti left after dinner, promising to come back every afternoon. Bhai, Anand, I and Atya had settled around the smaller sitting area, leaving the larger sitting area for the children. They managed to play amongst themselves. Aastha and Rishibh looked after Lovely and Prince. Atya casually mentioned, Lovely's Anjali teacher calls her husband to tomato and bhai turned to ask me ah that reminds me you will need to know about his school too from anand i think the admission date it is generally in october november that they issue forms am i right bhai looked at anand anand had a puzzled look on his face not knowing head or tail of the talks i lowered my gaze to my fidgety fingers and said clearly to evade the question Let's see, bhai. We can think about it later. I think I should leave. Maybe you can talk freely. A naturally hurt reaction came from Anant as he got up abruptly to excuse himself. I realized he did not like the way I was treating him and just as naturally I blurted out, Anant, sit please. There is nothing to… Um, I just… I am not sure about what to do as yet. Please sit down. He could not be rude by walking out after my pleading, so he took his seat again but said nothing. It was up to Bhai now to break this awkward silence. Bhai said, It is such a pleasant responsibility to bring up children, isn't it? Atya answered, "Mm, Jayanta, we learn so much from them. Except one thing, we do not pick that one contagious emotion from them. He remarked, What? What? Anantanai almost asked in one voice, Happiness. This contagious emotion can keep me healthy. I can be the god of my universe. He chuckled. Very true, Jayanta, Atya said. Bhai gave away one of his most interesting sermons. Happiness is the key emotion that can help me run my organization better. This contagious emotion can keep me healthy. And to enjoy my existence in this body, the very basic requirement is health. My health, if it is in my hands, then I am the god of my universe. Be selfish enough to live when you are doing a selfless act of letting your cells live. Here I solve another puzzle for a happy living. Live and let live. Anant intruded. Mm. The phrase, however profound it may sound, has a simple message. Can I say that I exist in all my cells? Bhai asked. Yes. Anand said. True. Atya and I added. Then can I also say that God exists in me? Bhai asked. Anant and I looked at each other and smiled. No one answered. Come on, look at ourselves as one of the cells of God, one of the millions of cells existing in God. All that I want the God in my faith to do for me, I have to do for myself. All the vision and mission I have for my organization, my body, can make me understand the working of the God outside me who runs His organization, the universe. I said, sounding somewhat sad, Bhai, do you really think life to be so simple? Somehow, it does not appear to me that easy. The more I try to sort out, the more convoluted it looks to me. Why? No, Asmi, it really is simple. Clearly, the only purpose of life is to live. Life is in the living, Asmi. Constant, continuous living, be it struggle to live or adventure. We are all scared at times, but the only way is constant moving. Feeling the throbbing flow of life. When things get really overwhelming, try and rest in life itself. How? Close your eyes and feel after that perfect equilibrium that we call life bhai said. Just then Lovely came running to us. She stood between Anand's feet and smiled lovingly at me. I returned her smile with a warm smile of my own. Lovely showed her reluctance to leave for the apartment, turning her pleading eyes on Anand. Even he seemed to hate having to drag her but he did, promising to get her here the next weekend. Asmi, Not the End Chronicles by Anita SJ to be continued.